Hoosiers, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, what's going on, everybody? Welcome! Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Cash Valley. It's Friday. You made it. Congratulations. All 27 of you listening to us. <laughs> 2.7 or 27? Eric, I've got a question. Um, everybody who listens to our show faithfully heard our teaser for the last 24 hours. Uh... <laughs> How are we not sitting in Mr. Franson's office right now? <laughs> it's your fault, by the way, because you could have cut it out and you didn't. You know, I think he likes our edginess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or, like, nobody said anything to us. I know. I will. My wife said this morning when she's like, wait, what did you say? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Franson might have heard that. We could be in big trouble. Uh, no. It, 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 it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay, everybody. Uh, wait, we got a lot to get, get into. Region 11 football week two starts uh, tonight, 7 o'clock. Again, you can find all the scheduling of the games and the streaming, by the way, and where you can listen to those games on cashvalleydaily.com. Go there. Find your stuff. Listen to whoever you want to listen to. You got, you got Craig Islip, AJ Knight, La, TJ, what's his last name? You got some TJ guy from Bear River. He's he's really good. Tommy. Yeah, oh, Tommy, Tommy. Sorensen yeah, and Tom. Logan Jones. Yeah, man, he's really good. Um, John Newbold, Al Lewis. I mean, you got them all. Uh, a new broadcast uh, broadcaster joining our ranks would be his... Inaugural broadcast tonight. Al will have a new color analyst. Who? Josh Anderson. Oh. Josh uh, played football in the state. He was a linebacker at Utah State. Is Still he lives here in the Valley. Was, so. was he any good? He'll be joining Al. Was he any good? Well, he had to be, <laughs> had to be good enough to make it to a college football team. Yeah, yeah, me too. You never made it to a college football Whoa. team. Whoa, I was the water boy in 2004. I made it, okay? I made it to the top. And if I wouldn't have, you know, spent two years doing other things, then I probably would have went to the very, very top. (laughs) It's a fine quality H2O. You have no idea how high I can fly. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You and and, uh, the water boy, just, it's a great show. All that's got to be one of our sports movie quizzes sometime. You know what? I've got one next week that's going to absolutely blow your socks off. <laughs> okay? You're going to have no idea. Uh, don't forget, everybody, you got till 5 o'clock tonight to get into the CV Pick'em, or I guess the high school picks. You can go to cvpick'em.com, 1069thefan.com, or cashvalleydaily.com. Go anywhere, find it, click it, register, log in, whatever you got to do make your picks, and see if you can stump Eric Franson, which isn't hard, AJ Knight, which isn't hard, or me, which is quite impossible. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so no, this is fun because if you get the highest point total uh, over this weekend, then you could, you will win a two hundred dollar gift card, basically two hundred dollars in oil changes from Cash Valley Auto Care. So really cool prize. Uh, better than I've seen some other people along the Wasatch Front even doing their version of this kind of a similar contest. They're not giving you anything close to what we're giving away. No, no. So our no. prizes are killing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. You guys have won. I hope everybody understands that. I mean, everybody. That. Okay, so not only do you get a chance to be put in a drawing to win a 65 4K TV, 65 inch 4K TV. From Lynn's audio and video. And, and if you don't know what 4K is, just look at me every day with your eyes. That is 4K. Okay? So you get a chance to get a win a 4K TV. I'm not even going to pretend to come up with. <laughs> but the prize this what week. What 4K stands for in your mind. Oh, it's me. I am 4K. That's my nickname. Um, So, but this week's prize is $200 worth of oil changes from the great Cash Valley Auto Care who do a absolutely spot-on, top-notch job, and they will take really good care of you. So big thanks to Cash Valley Auto Care for that. Uh, I'm uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. I wish I could win that too, which I probably would if I was available and eligible, but I'm not. So we'll give it to somebody else. Who, right, so you have less than an hour to submit your picks. Hustle. And it's really not that hard. I mean, it's pretty obvious who's going to win. Now, on- it may be, I don't think it'll allow you... To, you may not be able to select the Canab Rich game because I think that's, is, oh, that's already just played. starting. Yeah, well, they started at three, didn't they? I can't remember if it was at three or at four. I think it's at three. Oh. So you may not be able to select on that one. Yeah. But uh, make sure you select who you think is going to win, Dames. And then the bonus game is you select the score. You try to predict what the score is. Others, you just pick winners who you think is going to win the game. But the bonus game could be really, really interesting. Uh, the Golden Spike Rivalry, Bear River, Box Elder. The game is being played in Brigham City tonight. So uh, Tommy and Logan, they'll be in Brigham City. You can hear it on 104.9, The Ranch in Box Elder County. If you can't make it there, or you can stream it online. We have all those links on cashvalleydaily.com. Yeah. But it's a really it's an interesting Friday night in high school football. Next week for me will be even more intriguing. But the games tonight are kind of interesting. Yeah, no, they and they each kind of mean, again, remember, preseason does mean something now to get to your state playoff seating. Uh, and for some of these teams, after their poor showing last week, really need to step up. Uh, Logan and Mountain Crest are, de- are definitely the two teams that, that come to my forefront mind. You you can't be 0-2 with the way this playoff system is set up. And if you lose to Wasatch being Mountain Crest, you're in a deep, deep, deep hole which I don't think you can dig out of the way your region is. Skyview's pretty good. Ridgeline puts up points in a, in a matter of hurry. Uh, Green Canyon's pretty stable on both sides of the ball. And for Logan, they just need to figure it out. I mean, I know it's tough to have your third coach in three years. You lose your best quarterback uh, from last year, but you, you've got to figure things out. Uh, for Bear River, um, I, I've been told that uh, Fawn Spector, starting quarterback, suspended for the first quarter. They also have an offensive lineman suspended for the first quarter for violating team rules. Uh, they also have a dealing with a couple of injuries. So Bear River is kind of walking like very gingerly and limping into this game at Box Cellar, and that's a team you don't want to you don't want to favor any more than they're already good enough uh, tonight. So that I don't know. I, I hope Bear River can fix things and, and and shape up really quickly. But this could be a tough one there in Brigham City. 
So let's quickly just go through who's playing where and how you can follow along tonight. As sure. we've mentioned, Bear Rivers at Box Elder on 104.9 FM in Box Elder County. Uh, right here on this station, it'll be Skyview. They're on the road at Sky Ridge. Uh, and that will be on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online at 1069thefan.com. John Newbold and Rex Davis on the call there. For the Green Canyon Wolves, they will be on 100.9 FM. They're on the road tonight. They're at Bonneville. Craig Hislop and John Russell on the call for that game. Logan is at home tonight. One of only two teams that have home games this Friday night. So Logan is home. They're hosting Stansbury. Uh, Stansbury hosted Skyview a week ago. And Stansbury will travel to Green Canyon next week, interestingly enough. Uh, but tonight, it's Logan. They host Stansbury in, uh, in Logan, and you can hear that on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Al Lewis and Josh Anderson on the call for that one. Ridgeline, they're on the road tonight. They're on 104.5 FM, and they're facing Cypress. And Dave Simmons will be on the call for that game. And then rounding it out, the Mountain Crest Mustangs, the only other team at home this Friday night, and they are hosting Wasatch, and that'll be on 107.7 FM with uh, A.J. Knight calling the uh, the plays for that, that broadcast. Alone. Doing a fine job. Or is someone going with him? Is he that, go- he's alone next Friday. He's with company this week. Next Friday, I've got. I, I'm busy. I'm. I'm staying home. Is he bringing a friend? You and I are hanging is out. Is he bringing a friend to his broadcast? He is t- tonight. No, no. Well, tonight, yes. And in fact, he's bringing. He's not a friend. He's an expert. And his name's AJ Salveson, aka Juice, aka 4K. Oh, I thought it was this, this guy I know named Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve will be joining him next week. Um, next Friday, I'll be uh, with you at, uh, here. Uh, we'll be ordering a pizza and uh, hanging out in the conference room watching the Aggies uh, dominate the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. What, what did you call them? Did you call them Demon Deacons? Yeah, Demon Deacons. 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 <laughs> you called them the Demon Deacons. I did not. <laughs> That's a Demon Deacons. You liar, I did not. The demon. Don't you dare twist my freight. No, in India we call it Dinkins, <laughs> but I've been saying it. I've been saying Deacons. Stop. So, if you want to see the schedule, <laughs> uh, if I ran through it too quickly or you forgot, uh, you can always <laughs> go to cashvalleydaily.com. <laughs> in the navigation, click on sports, and then there'll be a sub menu there for local high school or prep sports, and. Um, local prep sports, and then from there you can see the link to our full Region 11 schedule. Who, so who's playing where and when. The radio station where you can listen to the games as they're being played. And the online streams. So you can listen, even if you don't have a radio, on your smartphone, on your desktop, or whatever. So uh, multiple ways to participate and follow along. We try to make it as easy as possible. And we, not to toot our own horn, most people won't realize this, but 
we we made a significant financial upgrade on our equipment this last uh, couple of weeks. So we hope it all works. Should be great. Should make it much easier for guys like AJ and wh- whoever joins him to do his broadcast. <laughs> Steve. Steve. But um, we, we hope it helps the broadcasts be better and more efficient and easier to follow along. So anyway, it, it's a big thing. We enjoy we enjoy high school sports and those that follow along. So thank you for uh, the the fans, the the parents, the boosters, and certainly the the businesses that help uh, support these by making these happen by advertising and, and making it all possible. But it's a good crew. It's a really good crew that we have this year. Even even though AJ's in the mix, it still makes it a good crew. So uh, high school Friday night. A lot of different games going on. It'll be even more games, more interesting next week because then the Idaho schools start getting involved yep. uh, in next their schedules. Thursday night. Remember, get your tickets uh, at Scavu, Logan, Stokes Brothers in Preston, or Utah State University. $7 Stokes Marketplace. Stokes Marketplace, that's what I said. Uh, or Utah State University. Uh, $7 for two games to see Logan Preston, Scavu, Shelly, Idaho. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's Division One. Stadium to see high school football, which I think is a great, great venue and a great job by D. Jones of putting it together. Can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. And by the way, uh, if you're like, well, I need to catch the BYU-Utah game, record it. All right, you can record it on TV and then see the whole entire massacre of BYU's season going You know how it's going to end. Oh, yeah. You know how it's going to end. You know that a kid... Just who barely got off his mission, went to, he went back to BYU, is going to go into the middle of the field and beg for mercy, and then the mascot from Utah is just going to truck him, and then we're going to have a brawl. Yeah, you know that's how it's going to end. You'll be so tired of all the, the chatter over the next several days. I'm already tired of it. it. Man, I'm sick of it. Like, just play already. Let's just go. Let's just play. And then the, and then, and then the real, the big boy stuff goes on. Utah State and Wake Forest. That's when the big boy football gets going. Um, hey, before we get, I mean, we got so much to get into, you know, regional football, and then you got our, our five best, which will be the uh, five best group five teams going into this year. Who's going to make a, a, a play for that New Year's Six Bowl position, if any do? Um, Dwight Howard going to the Lakers. Daddy like? Or no? I'm. Sorry, what did you ask? I heard the question, and then it, you. The, well, then what you do you mean? Why, why are you asking? Why? What did I ask? If you already heard the question, I heard the question originally. Well, the statement I should say. I heard your statement. I'm not sure I understood your question. Do you like Dwight Howard going to the Lakers? Oh, there. Now that I understand. Daddy like? <laughs> That's where you lose me. Um, <laughs> no. Well, you know what. I don't like the Lakers, so yeah, sure, I like that. You know, I, why not add to the dysfunction? And the crazy and then they should thing add is, Carmelo Anthony. That's to the what mix. I was just about to say. If you're gonna add Dwight, you might as well add Carmelo. Carmelo's a better player than Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, like his prime is come and gone, and the fact that when he, like, you read a tweet from Sham saying that you know he met with uh, three key players and Jason Kidd, and it was this really personable, uplifting come to Jesus meeting, and then all of a sudden Dwight's like, you can trust me. I'm a different guy. And Lakers are like, you know what? You are. Even though Magic Johnson quit on the spot in an abrupt press conference and that Kobe makes funny almost every single day and that you guys 
I mean, we're the joke of the NBA last year, and we're kind of the joke this year, too, even with Anthony Davis coming there. Let's take it. Let's do Dwight Howard to the Lakers and see how this goes. Yeah. It's a non-guaranteed contract, which I find really interesting. Well, what does that tell you? Like, oh, yeah, we trust you. Here's a non-guaranteed contract. The Memphis Grizzlies are like, okay, oh, we're yeah. like, you go Dude, ahead. That was the best thing. They were you thrilled. You go try out for those Absolutely Lakers. thrilled. And their buyout didn't cost them one penny because the Lakers did all the paying. That's what's amazing, man, is that the Lakers bought, not only did they get Dwight, but then they buy out his contract so the Memphis doesn't have to spend a penny. What the heck are you doing? What are you doing, L.A.? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just let's just walk into this big furnace of fire and see what happens for our franchise and organization. Unreal. So It's crazy. It's it's just making for more drama. And that's and the Lakers are like, I mean, there's Laker fans like, yes, makes us a contender for the championship. So how exactly are Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis with LeBron on the court, going to coexist. Those are three massive egos. Why? Well, here's the thing. If it's actually what's happened with Carmelo Anthony, what's going on with Dwight Howard, is brought into kind of brought up an interesting discussion to be had about how do former superstars still stay relevant late in their careers? How can they still be involved in the game? Or do they just walk away and some will will debate for years on end that they walked away too early? Um, it, it's, they have to, are they satisfied with developing into a role player, a bench player? You know, are they satisfied with yes, I guess, yeah, cause- maybe seeing the court a couple minutes at a time. So there's this potential rotation for the Lakers. Listen to this rotation. Starting is Raja Rondo, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron, James, Anthony Davis, and that center, JaVale McGee. <laughs> and then backing him up, Quinn Cook, Danny Green, Casey Pope, Jared Dudley, and Dwight Howard. I see so many things wrong here. I just, I mean, how is Dwight Howard going to feel when JaVale McGee is starting above him? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you come to camp. All right. Uh, how how many rings does Dwight Howard have? Ja- no, how many rings does JaVale McGee No, have? don't. Don't you dare. But it's Brian Scalabrini it's f- over Kevin Garnett because Brian Scalabrini <laughs> got more rings. Adam Keith? It's got to no. mean something, doesn't it? <laughs> Kill. I'll take Adam Keefe over <laughs> some some low life. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean when Dwight Howard walks in there, and and uh, who's their new head coach? By the way, I forget. Oh, Matt? No, not Matt. Is it Matson? No, it's not Mark Matson. Who's their new head coach? Where? Uh, for the Lakers. The Lakers? Yeah. It's, who is? It? Um, guy was at Indiana for a long time. Oh, uh, Vogel. Frank yes, Vogel. Vogel. Frank Vogel, yes. So when Frank Vogel goes out there onto the court for fall camp, all right, let's see our ones. Let's go. And then it's going to be awkward when JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard both try down onto the court and they both go to the block. And then they both kind of just stand and look at each other. And then they look at Coach Vogel. 
And then he's going to say to Dwight Howard, Dwight, you're off. I need ones. Not, not, I need my starters. And, he, and Dwight's going to walk off and look over his shoulder knowing that JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee, the butt jokes of all these Shackton and Fools, is going to be starting over him. Wait, the, the butt jokes? Yes. Or the butt of jokes? No, the butt jokes. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's not butt of jokes. yourself tonight. I can't wait to hear your broadcast of the football game tonight. It's it's going to be great. What 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 does the butt jokes have to do with we my got, football? We got butt jokes and Dinkins going on. Okay, so you far. know what I said, Deacons. And the night is young. <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing the show on an empty stomach. You were pounding like a ton of food. No, when I walked I was in earlier not. today. It was gross. So I threw it away. No, you did not. Yes, I did. You threw it away in your mouth. Well, then I'm <laughs> shoveling it in there like you were never going to have anything well, to I eat threw the rest it back of your out life. For dang sure, dude. And and okay. And let me ask you something. What do you think Mello's thinking right now? I mean, it's got to be the end for him. Dwight Howard and Joakim Noah both got workouts with the Lakers. Carmelo, not even a phone call. For Carmelo, I I think that. He feels like he's being blackballed. I told you yesterday this, right? Um, and it's it's really strange that I would think that there'd be some teams out there that would take a flyer on him. Hey, we're a we're a young team. We need some offense. Um, you can come in and help us get points. It may not be a title contending team. It may be one of those teams that's fighting to be playoff relevant. So I, I'm honestly I'm a little surprised that that no no teams have have really made that happen for him. Yeah, and maybe he's made it clear through his agent that look, I only want to talk to teams that are going to be playing for a ring. But he needs to realize that he's he won't fit in on any of those teams. On any playoff contending teams, I would say. No, on a title contending team. I don't think Carmelo Anthony fits in on a title contending team. By the way, I've got three messages that we're not streaming on the fan. Um, We'll get that fixed ASAP for you because we care about you guys. Um, Who would you list in the title contending teams? Well, the, the Clippers. I would consider... I would even think that the Lakers have to be in that mix. I'd have to consider Milwaukee, Boston, Utah, even Houston to some degree. Because they're trying to build their roster to be a title contender. Um, uh, maybe Philadelphia. I can really only think of three teams out east. Melo would be a great fit for Philadelphia. I really do. See, he he would need to go somewhere in my mind, like Orlando. That's there on the fringe on the East Coast, trying to make it into the playoffs. It seemed like Atlanta or um, even Minnesota, team that's on the fringe, Sacramento, that's trying to get there. 
add a veteran scorer to the mix to help them. But then they have to just swallow a, a nasty pill that, yeah, he's going <laughs> to give us some offense, but he's going to be a liability on defense. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. He can score, though. You know, he can score for you so well offense. So when your offense is in a rut, which, I don't know. It, I mean, who would you rather have taken a, a, a jumper from the outside? Ben Simmons? Carmelo Anthony? And why is Ben Simmons, I mean, what makes Ben Simmons better than Carmelo? Well, I think Ben, while not known as a premier defender, does play defense. He does play defense. Um, and you don't think he could get that out of Carmelo at no, all? Nope. No? Okay. That's fair I, I think so many different I, people have tried. I can, I, like, I can look, take that. Look, this is just who he is. Yeah, no, I can, I, I can take you on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Clippers don't need him. I think you said that. Houston definitely can't work with that. that no way. Already, you know what? Yeah, yeah that that's ever going to work. LA skip by him. Utah Jazz definitely don't need him. Title contending teams. Milwaukee? No, that wouldn't work either, nope. would it? Because they're a defensive they're a defensive team. team. Yeah, yep. very good defensive team. Boston? No, same. They play defense. They Who? play team basketball. Well, I, oh. I don't see him fitting in there. So he's got to, for, in my mind, he'd have to go to a team. If, what if it would was, work out for a team that's hoping it, to get to the playoffs? So stick with the title contending team because I love that category that you brought up. What if he came off the bench? Would you still say no? I think a title contending team is interested in both sides of the ball. And they know if he's on the floor, period, he's a liability. Because smart teams know how to do Carmelo hunting. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly do. Though, if you feel like, I should, I guess, maybe couch that with the fact that if you have a team that has a good defensive mindset and you have different guys that can uh, be behind that, and if they're, even if the team tries to ISO him, you have a system that can still be defense to cover that up in other ways, then maybe you're still worth taking a chance on him. Because <laughs> he's a great scorer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the, he used to be one of the best in the game, too. If he cannot play, I mean, if, it just seems like the offense dies sometimes when he's on the court, even though he can score. If he can still score and still keep the offense alive and moving, I think I think he helps. All right, we'll continue to the discussion about the NBA. Uh, we have Team USA getting ready to take on Australia right. early tomorrow Game two. morning. Game two in Australia. We'll discuss that a little bit. Our Friday five best. What do we think are the five best group of five teams? Coming into the 2019 be football season. Yeah. I was, frankly, I made a big list of all the teams I thought would be good. I looked at their rankings, the votes that they're getting, what did they do last year, some of the storylines coming into the season. And my five was a little bit different than I anticipated, mm. to be honest. Okay. Um, and then there's a, a passing today of a, a Utah Jazz legend uh, for coaching and, uh, and radio. And he... Did some stuff here, around here as well, following the Utah State Aggies. So we'll we'll talk about the passing of Tom Nisalki, who passed away. Uh, it was announced this afternoon. So we'll get into that as well. Coming up on the Full Court Press. Afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, Full Court Press, rolling on on a Friday. A lot of high school football going on tonight. Our family of radio stations are carrying a lot of them, doing a lot of it to six different games that are going on and on six different radio signals. And we understand that this online streams have been having an issue this afternoon. We Our engineers have been running around trying to get it corrected, and they are confident that they'll have it fixed very soon. So stay tuned for that. And sorry for the disruption. Um, quickly, uh, Ajay, I want to shift gears a little bit to this news today about the passing of Tom Nisalki. Uh, this guy was the first official head coach of the Utah Jazz. And he passed away today at his home in Salt Lake City. He was 87 years old. And, um, you know, when the Jazz organization moved from New Orleans to Salt Lake City, uh, he was part of that transition. And he was with the Jazz for for a while. Uh, he was a former coach of the year in... Um, 1976, 1977. Uh, he, when the uh, the Jazz moved to uh, Salt Lake City, in New, out of New Orleans, he was the Jazz uh, uh, coach there in 1979. Uh, he also spent time with the Utah Stars in the American Basketball Association and the old ABA. And out, but outside of his coaching experience, uh, for a long time, he was. Uh, an analyst on the uh, the, the uh, broadcasts for the Utah Jazz, uh, the before and after, giving and even at halftime as well, giving his own analysis and his own take on things. He had a unique voice, kind of a unique style, uh, but uh, very very mindful and very thoughtful about the the game of basketball. He also spent time with our very own Al Lewis as a color analyst for the Utah State uh, broadcasts of the men's basketball team. So Tom Nasalki had uh, his his connections to Logan outside of what uh, most people throughout the state recognize him as his connection to the Utah Jazz, but he also did stuff with Al covering the Utah State Aggies. So we know that his last couple of years, he's been battling several different uh, health issues, uh, but um, got the best of him eventually, and he passed away today in his home in Salt Lake City. Uh, he was born in 1932, originally from Wisconsin, uh, but he's um, been his post-coaching career very involved with YMCA and would go visit the Utah State Prison once a week for a very long time. I uh, didn't know that. Uh, the Utah Jazz have a nice uh, write-up on their own website about him, about his his life and some of his accomplishments and his connections to the state of Utah and the Utah Jazz. But uh, certainly, it's uh, yeah. anytime somebody of that kind of note or magnitude passes away, you take notice. You know what's sad? You came into the office and you said, you know Tom Nasalki? And I was like, Who? And I thought, like, Tom Rinaldi. You know, I know Tom Nisalki. I, I, I have no idea who he is. And you're almost flabbergasted. And, and then I went and asked somebody else, hey, do you know who Tom Nisalki is? And they're like, yeah. Famous, uh, famous Utah jazz coach, radio guy? Yeah, I love him. And I'm like, oh, holy 
I hate to tell you this, but he passed away. Uh, but I had no idea who he was. I and I and I and I honestly didn't know. I didn't know who Tom Nasalki was. Obviously a legend, though. I mean, I, he did games with Al. I, I don't know if that describes Al's age, but he did he did games with Al. That's that's pretty cool, though. And uh, obviously, uh, he was coach of the year, right? You said, yeah, at one point back in uh, I think it was the seventy six seventy seven season. Mm. Um, he. I know that there was a time when some of these his broadcasts that he would rankle jazz players with some of his opinions and analysis. And in fact, I believe it was Carl uh, Malone who wouldn't call him by name, but just referred to him as some shade tree coach. That's going back a ways. That's going over twenty years back. No way. But uh, I remember he was uh, not not too pleased. With some of the analysis coming from Tom Nasalki. <laughs> so, like, what, uh, Dennis Eckersley, what he is to the Boston Red Sox radio broadcast? Okay, sure. You don't know that? You don't know that story? I don't know that story. Really? Happened, like, last year? He started calling out David Price, saying that he was didn't was putting, wasn't putting in full effort when he was on the mound. He was lazy. Um, Didn't care. Uh, didn't put in the uh, work ethic, especially during you know when the, when his bullpen would come up on off days. Uh, wasn't a team player. Cancer in the clubhouse, and I mean, just I mean, went off on this list, and and David Price goes, "Well, who the bleep is Dennis Eckersley?" And then Dennis comes back and says, <clears throat> "World Series champ and Hall of Famer." Get back to me. <laughs> and so now like this, there's big beef because Dennis is still there in the broadcast booth. David Price is still with Boston, and there's like this giant beef between the two. Like it hasn't been settled, and you know the, their radio sports affiliates or you know the station won't fix it or anything. So yeah, hey, with it, hate to see it. That's funny. Our David Price Player of the Week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was his connection to sports radio. Sports talk radio was interesting, just in the state of Utah, and uh, some of the things that he did. Um, with uh, with the Jazz as a former coach, somebody who evaluated players and understood the game, I always found it very interesting. It was part of my education, learning more and more about the game and about sports broadcasting. Um, there were some times where maybe he's a little hard to listen to. But, oh, come on. This guy's doesn't sound like he's like all there. But uh, there was a it was at a time, too, when... Um, I remember thinking really it was really interesting that the 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 station at the time that was covering the jazz um there was uh there was like this sense that well if you're the affiliate you can't be critical of the team. Hmm. If you're the flagship you can't be critical of what they're what they're doing. And that's actually true. And then it kind of spawned a lot of different things in sports radio after that because people are like, we want to be able to say what we want without feeling like the boss is going to come over and give us the what for because he owns the radio station and the sports franchise. Yeah, that's – and you really do. I mean, you want to tell like it is uh, and you want to, you know, give your two cents and whatever about, why you know, whether it's the game, the team, or whatever. But you got to realize – you know, when you're brought, in fact, Steve Klauke always told me this. He said, when I became a radio play-by-play guy, he said, it is not your job 
to criticize the team. It is the coach's job. That's their that's their role. Your job is to call the game how it's going and what's going on. Find the difference. And uh, it's it was interesting. He told me a story about a that's that's some true wisdom about, right about there. a play by play guy who got in trouble for doing that. I won't tell you on the air because I want I want him to get called out, but I'll tell you off the air. Um, but a, a certain radio radio play by play guy was being critical about his team, and then heard about it from the university's athletic administration, and they were very stern with him to fix his attitude and behavior during the game. You know, during because during a radio show you can say whatever you want. You know, when you and I. We can come on a radio show, the you know, the day after a Nagy game or whatever, and say, you know what, this guy performed well, this guy did not. He needs to do better. But as a play-by-play guy, calling the games for the team, because you have to develop a relationship with the coach and the players that they can trust you, that you can interview them. And if you can't do that, you can't be doing the job. So it's just, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's a hard line to draw, and it's it can be hard to to follow. But well, and it, for for some people, it's hard to differentiate between what's opinion. Oh, and yeah. what's like a straight report? Yeah. Sa- sadly, our our society is still messes that up. Like our show is an opinion show, but if we're calling a play by play, Anjay, you're you should be giving an honest report of what you see. Without your lending too much, obviously your role as a color analyst may be slightly different than the play by play guy, but um, but. Unfortunately, some people think that no one should ever criticize anyone ever. Because <laughs> even if somebody screwed up, well, it should all be roses and rainbows. But you're right. There, there is a time and a place for those things. But unfortunately, sometimes people, even during opinion shows, think that it should all be roses and rainbows. Yeah, that we were supposed to like kiss up to everybody, and we're not going to. Uh, I remember calling a game... And a parent came to me and said, I would like you to be more positive. And it was after, okay, I'll say, it was after when Skyview went to Bear River, and it was a big game for Bear River, a huge game, and they got flanned by like 22 points, and Mason had like 36. And I remember I I was, you know, I I said, well, wasn't there not, you know, know, and for, you know, one guy showed up and, and changed the whole entire Nine of the game and, and, and really dominated the Bear River defense. And that was true. Mason Falsif had flipping 36 points or whatever. And so then like two days later, three days later, whatever, we had a game. And I go back in. They're like, oh, you're the radio play-by-play guy. And, and then the mom goes, I would like you to be more positive. I'm like, which part would you like me more positive about? When a team comes on here, wins by 22, and the kid has 30-something points. And she's like, well, they tried really hard. It doesn't, this isn't peewee. I'm not calling a peewee game. <laughs> if I did, I'd be nice to everybody. It's high school. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then, well, I, I, I said, you know, don't listen to us, but I really want you to listen to us. So, anyways. It's hard for some people to get that. Yeah, it, it is. It's hard. And even in, like, I see this in some of the news editorial stuff that happens in our building. People were, uh, when there was a time when we were, publishing opinion pieces, some people would really get after the whole organization like, oh, this is so biased. Uh, you know, well, why are you reporting on this? Well, this isn't a report. This is an opinion piece. And people really have a hard time differentiating that sometimes, which is really unfortunate, even though you'd really go out of your way to make it very clear that it's an opinion piece. But uh, yeah, please pay attention and understand what it is that you're reacting to before you open your mouth. 
or start hitting keystrokes. It's <laughs> word of advice. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got off topic. Uh, we'll re- take a timeout, Never. reset, and uh, th- we want to get into because I want to get into this five best while you're here because I know you have to take off. You've got a ball game to go cover tonight, uh, but I want to get into our Friday five best. There are the five best group of five teams coming into the 2019 football season. Who would you put on your list? We'll share ours and love to get your opinion as well. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, 106.9 The Fan, 1390 AM as well. Home of the Skyview Bobcats. They're on the road tonight, taking on Sky Ridge. John Newbold, pregame coverage starting at about 645 right here on The Fan. Uh, we'll get into what's uh, on tap tonight for high school football. Uh, again, we'll review and, and, and update you on what's going on with all the different teams, where they are, how you can listen, how you can follow along. We'll get into that next hour as well. We'll remind you of all that. But but first, the college football season kicks off tomorrow, actually. Just a handful of games, not very many. Hawaii is involved in one of them, so Mountain West connection. Uh, but we want to look at who are the best, the five best, and our Friday five best. Who are the five best group of five teams coming into the 2019 football season? Group of five, meaning the non Power Five conferences, so members of those conferences, as in the Mountain West, the uh, Sun Belt, uh, now the Independents outside of Notre Dame. You get the picture. Those that aren't part of the uh, the the Power Five conferences. So, Ajay, when I originally put this together, I thought my first inclination was. What do the top 25 polls say? Do I agree with those? And do I really just go through there and, well, these are the top five teams that that got votes. Um, So I first looked at that, and then I started to look to see what are the latest news stories, what do the teams look like, what did they do a year ago? (coughs) And my list kind of changed and evolved a little bit through this process. Um, And so I'm curious to see how similar or how different our lists are. Um, let's start with number five and then work our way to number one. Fair enough? Yeah, and then I've got some gripes to make about about publications not knowing what, how to do their job. Go ahead. Okay. All right. In regards to this topic. We'll keep that in mind. In regards to this topic. Okay, so for me, my number five team is Appalachian State. A bit of a surprise. When I originally were doing some things that... That wasn't going to be on my list. They were going to be an honorable mention, but I moved them up to number five. Uh, they've got 15 returning starters. They do have a new head coach, but he's walking into a really good situation. I think they're going to run through the Sun Belt and have a, a really pretty decent record. So um, uh, just looking at uh, what, what they have coming back and what they have in front of them, I've got Appalachian State, App State as my number five. They almost had a really huge upset at the start of the year last year. Uh, when they played against number 10, Penn State. So 
they they could be another one of those dangerous teams for uh, representing the group of five. That's a good one. That's and that's a sneaky good one too. I don't think people realize how dangerous they could be. Uh, for me, it's Marshall. I think Marshall University is kind of an interesting team. They got that air raid Marshall. offense once again. Their defense uh, returns a couple of guys back, but they're both high energy, very productive guys on the field. Uh, I think Marshall has a chance to be something special. In fact, uh, last year, um, I mean, they you look, what last year? What was their record? Sorry, they, so it's been back to back bowl seasons for them, and they went eight and four a year ago, including a thirty eight twenty win over South Florida. So I, I mean, Marshall is going to be really intriguing to me. Okay, who's your number four? All right, so number four is kind of interesting, actually. I still think that Fresno State has something to prove. And I, and I still to this day think that if they would have been given a shot at uh, a really good bowl game against a really good opponent, they probably would have beat them. I, they had a ton of, they lose a ton of talent this year. A they ton do. of it on both sides. But Fred Tedford and what he's done with that group has been incredible in the transformation they made. I liked Fresno State. I looked at them long and hard. I had them on the list, and I scratched them off. Only because I just was reading that they've had significant injuries at their linebackers, season-ending mm, or yeah. long-term injuries. So for that reason, I, I held them out of my top five. So my number four, I have Utah State. I think USU wow. has some great opportunities that if things go, come together right for them, which we're hopeful that they will, they can build off of the success they had a year ago being a top 25 team, finishing the season at 22 in one poll and 21 in another. Uh, yeah, I, I can understand that. Uh, three for me is Central Florida. And they lose another quarterback to another season-ending knee injury in Daryl Mack Jr. They've already lost Mackenzie Milton for the 2019 season. So, they, I mean, they, if that was the case that they had Daryl Mack, i put him at number two or one. But because of those two injuries to those two quarterbacks, I think they suffer enough, you know, a significant loss that it's going to bump them down enough. I still have UCF as a dangerous team, not the best of the group five. Interesting. Very interesting. My number three is Boise State. Uh, they still haven't named their starting quarterback or their starting running back. But they've got a lot of depth on defense. Uh, they are still got a, a very solid team, very well coached. Um, and I, as much as it pains me, I do have them just one spot ahead of USU. Okay. I, at number three, I or sorry, number two, I have Boise State. Uh, they do lose Brett Rippon, but they had a decent depth at quarterback that I think they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, and with... I mean, look, nothing changes in regards to staff on the sideline, which I think is what the biggest thing of it is for them. Uh, they, yeah, I have Boise State um, as your number two top five, or excuse me, top G5 team. My number two was Cincinnati. Mm. This is a team that uh, finished the season really strong last year. They've got eight guys coming back on offense, seven on defense. They have three guys coming back on special teams. Really well-balanced team that's also building on some success and has some momentum riding into this 2019 season. So I have them at my number two. Number one, I have BYU. I think BYU, what, what? they are. Dude, they have the first-round oh. talent in NFL draft. Just kidding. Uh, number do that. N- number one, we're at number one, right? Yes. Uh, number one, I have Army. I think Army is really, really, really good. Really 10-2 season last year. Bring back a majority of talent this year. Uh, they... There's really only one game, and it's a it's one of the early date games. I think it's Michigan, I believe. Um, and I still think 
that's a prime upset for Army. I still think Army could go into the big house and beat Michigan. Their schedule is set up for success. Uh, interesting that they did not receive any votes in the AP. I was stunned. But 91 in the yeah, coaches. I was stunned. Really interesting. Yeah, I really looked hard at Army as well. Yeah. But my number one is UCF. I know you knocked them down a little bit. There is some issue at the quarterback position. They just named recently the Notre Dame transfer as their starter. Um, so he, he has some experience and talent. Uh, but that... It, Coach Heupel, really interesting when he was here, seemed uninterested and unmotivated, though we knew he was a pretty smart guy with what he was able to do. Yeah, this, um, But mean, then he's landed at UCF, and all of a sudden he's like this mastermind. But it's working. And uh, they have similarly have a lot of momentum, and they do have a lot of guys with some key experience, and they know how to win. That's a big difference. So uh, I have UCF as my number one. They were... At, uh, they are recognized in both AP and coaches' polls, coming in at number 17 in both polls. Last year, finished at number 11 and number 12. So um, I think it's going to be a really interesting year for this group of five teams. Uh, they didn't get a lot of respect early in the season, but late in the season, man, you had a number of them that cracked the top 25. Mm-hmm. Fresno, Utah State, Boise State, Cincinnati, Army. So I, I think it could be a really interesting year again where these teams, and I think it, it, it really is important that they do play well and try to get into that mm-hmm. top 25 to because there's this big disparity that continues to grow, but sometimes it ebbs and flows and these group of five teams kind of explode onto the scene. Uh, I know we got to go to uh, our uh, bottom of the hour break, and so we'll, we'll probably hit that in just a bit. Uh, at the top of the hour, I'll give you reasons why I didn't pick Utah State. And what, bo- yeah, what bugs me about the publications and how they – describe Utah State as a winnable game for teams like BYU, a winnable game for teams like Boise, and they call it a cakewalk for San Diego State. Absolutely bugs me to death. Utah State don't have my top five, but I don't think they're any cakewalk. And no, I don't, and Utah I think State you, will not be a They cakewalk. need a little bit of respect from some of these other teams or some of these other publications. So. Wow, that's nuts. It's crazy. All right, coming up next hour, we'll also talk about Team USA getting ready for Australia again. Uh, it's just third exhibition game for them before they get ready for the FIBA World Cup. We'll also talk about preseason. What's cool and not cool about preseason in professional sports? And are some preseason matchups or in seasons more important than others? We'll discuss next hour on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Tom Brady recently said that he hopes to play until he's 45. I feel like I say this every August, but we should really appreciate Brady with what he's doing now. Not just an all-time great. Many people's eyes, he is the all-time great. Maybe I should stop saying that. He's 42. We might have a good chunk of Brady's career left to enjoy. You could point to the TB12 method. I think the most important factor is his mental edge that he has. He walks onto the field at the line of scrimmage. He can look at the defense and know exactly where to go. That doesn't change even as his legs and arms get older. A couple of weeks ago, Brady put his house on the market in Boston. But he told fans not to read anything into that. I'm certainly not going to jump to any conclusions. All we know is Brady is still suiting up. And all that means is you should assume the Patriots are once again going to be Super Bowl contenders. Like it or not, I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.